You have now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strange to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it locked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. Two, two, three, three, I'm on 10 again. Hello, and welcome to another installment of No Stranger to the Game. That's Troy. I'm Ja, as always. Uh, but this time, we're actually in the same place. I'm actually a visiting home for just a couple of days here in, down here in Indio, California. I'm happy to be back home. We spent the day yesterday in L.A. and just doing some family things. And so uh, it's been good to be home. Uh, with that being said, the reason I'm home is I'm done with school. Um, I guess technically done with collegiate track and uh, moving out to Phoenix. Uh, to start a job with the Arizona or the Phoenix Suns, not the Arizona Suns, um, and just a lot of things going on right now. So this episode is just kind of a life update. You know what I mean? We talked about it yesterday as a family. We're just kind of in a period of transition, um, and there's a lot of things going on. So I guess if you're a family that can relate, or someone who is also going through something like that, then you know we just have something to relate to. But um, but yeah. Um, I guess for me, it's kind of, I'm the one going through, I guess, the biggest transition is I finished school in Kansas in late May. Um, and then I moved, I drove from Kansas to Arizona uh, last week. Terrible drive. I don't recommend anybody make that drive. But um, I made that drive and it's just been a lot going on. And um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's been a weird time for me. Uh, with everything going on, but I'm excited. Um, and I know we've talked a lot on the show about that transition and kind of, cause we knew that I knew this was coming, like, you know, probably go back episodes and it was like, I knew that was what was down the road. I was gonna be making, I wasn't staying in Kansas. I knew that much. <laughs> and so there was gonna be a transition coming up. Did you ever have a moment like this in your life where it was like, everything was moving so fast. You was kind of on the go and you knew like, something big was coming, you was gonna have to make a real big transition real soon. Typically when something big happens in my life, it all comes at once. It's typically, it's not just one thing happening and it's gradually and it kind of something that you can just like drinking out of the fire hose. Yeah. It happens to just, you just kind of adapt into it and adjusting. So that's how it's typically have happened for me. Like for instance, with you being done with school, you're making your transition, your mother just, you know, Finally, her ceremony of graduating, we know, a doctorate. She received a doctorate a while back, but due to COVID, they just now have the ceremony. So that's a big thing. Now moving from this place where we're currently living to another place because uh, we'll be uh, bringing your grandfather in to, uh, to live with us. And then we needed a place that would be suitable for, for him to meet his needs as well. So. Uh, end of the school year for your mom. Malia is going into seventh grade. So uh, the family is just transitioning me. I'm still in the same place doing what I'm doing, but just a lot going on. This project I've been telling you guys about for the last six months, we're coming to a close on that. So it's just a lot of things that's in motion. And typically when you get to the tip or to the end of something, it's when it becomes more and more difficult and more challenging, but you know you're at the breakthrough point. So, um, you know, it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I mean, things that we can point to and be excited about, but it's a lot of it. So it's all happening at once and causing a little frustration at times, but overall I'm excited about the new opportunities and seeing where we go from here. 
it's funny because it's like we we can't say we didn't have the time to prepare for it. I think back to a year ago today, we were sitting at home. I mean, obviously it was in the middle of a pandemic and that brought its own stress, but we were at home. We was, you know, chilling and we had a lot of time to sit back and enjoy each other as family and I guess get ready for what was coming. And like you said, it did all kind of come at once. Um, another thing that's going on for me um, is the Olympic trials next week. Um, I unfortunately missed the national championship, uh, NCAA national championship by two centimeters. I always seem to come up short a little bit there. Um, but I was, I qualified for the Olympic trials that'll be happening next week. Um, and that's, that's exciting. That's, that's a big deal. Um, and it's brought a lot of, I wouldn't say anxiety, but just kind of, I'm ready to compete and, you know, finding ways as I'm doing all this traveling and moving and everything to try to still get my training done and stay diligent on that course. Um, it's been difficult, but I think for me, the biggest thing I take away from this period and anybody who can go, who going through a transition can kind of, I take away is like, I, I think about this saying, it was like, don't, <laughs> Don't be upset when you get the things you asked for. You know, I wanted, obviously I want a job. I wanted to work with an NBA franchise. I wanted to go to the Olympic trials. You know, I wanted to move back to the West Coast. Now that it's all happening, I can't be mad because it's <laughs> happening at once. Um, you just got to take it in stride. And, and luckily for me, it's been all kind of positive things, you know, with getting a new job, the trials and moving back closer to home. And so it's something to be grateful for. Uh, with it happening all at once, don't get me wrong, it does bring its stress and things like that. but. Um, it's definitely something to be excited about. And that's something that I have to remind myself of when I'm in the middle of all of it. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And so, uh, like I said, it's, we've been preparing, preparing our lives for this moment, all these moments. Mm -hmm. And now that they're here, we just have to go out and execute and, you know, finish the deals up. And so, um, so how do you feel? Let's, let's talk about the job. How do you feel in terms of landing a job, NBA franchise, who is actually one of the hottest teams mm. in the in the league right now, yeah. the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so how do you feel about that? I mean, it's exciting. I mean, you know, I think back to when I was a kid and we first went and we went to an Angels game with our cousin, Tony Regans, who was the general manager at the time. And that's where it started for me. I mean, I remember watching him, you know, doing deals on the phone and he's talking to players and he's, you know, we're at the game. His job is baseball. And to me, that was like, not that I was all that passionate about baseball, but for me to say, to, to see that your job could be a sport, that was like, that's it. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel as much like a job for me, it, to me, because that was what I did all day anyway. You knew I came home, I was turning on ESPN, I was looking at the draft boards and, and I still do that to this day with the NBA. And so now for that to be my job and I'm in more of a sales role, but I've always been a salesman at heart. I think a few stories have probably come on through this podcast about my, you know, my salesman attitude, but I'm now selling something I'm completely passionate about. And that's the, that's the game. So that's exciting for me. Now, I mean, there is a bit of stress. I mean, you're walking into a situation. This is my first real job. You know what I mean? I've had internships and things that I think help prepare me for this and I feel ready, but nothing is the same as getting up going every day to a nine to five. You know, with my internships, a lot of times did them over the summer. And so I knew, hey, I got to make it to August and then I can go back to school and I'm a normal student athlete again. Uh, with this, it's like, no, it, there's no summer break. You, this is your job. This is what you do. And so that's something that I'm not afraid of. I'm just wondering how it's going to feel. Well, I think like we've always talked about and I've always told you guys, do something you love, have a, a real passion and interest in. I mean, you love sports. So you're going to be around an organization where you're playing sports, a basketball arena, 
basketball players and you yeah. know fans so that adrenaline to be able to go out and you know do your job in an environment that you want to be in you know whose job who wouldn't love a job i can go watch i can be a part of watching basketball games yeah. be a part in selling tickets to those games and interacting in a way that most people would never be able to interact in that agency or organization um, so i think i think it's be something you love and as you continue to move up and move through that I think it's going to be even more exciting. I'll tell you this, the higher you go, the bigger the headaches, because that's what they're paying you for. As you move up, particularly in management and leadership, they're paying you to, to resolve problems, to fix situations and take on those headaches. Mm -hmm. And when you have people under you, they don't always do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Or a situation may come up that not necessarily the only one's fault, that you just have to find a way to address it and you know fix it and so that's fun it's fun it's all stressful at times but it's fun because it's like giving you that that adrenaline rush okay yeah. here we go let's figure this out let's plot plan strategize on how to fix this situation so we can move on to the next and so i think ultimately it's going to be something that i think will be a long-term uh, career and at least starting off that pathway in an agency or organization that seems to be on the right track. And that's really important being in an organization that can start you off on the right foot, teach you the solid principles and learn what to do and what not to do. So on your career path or whatever you choose to do, you have the solid principles and foundation on how to get it done. Yeah, no, that's one of the things that I'm actually really excited about too. Is obviously I feel like this is just kind of the start of building that foundation. Like you said, I'm really happy with the, you know, the management that's above me and uh, the people that I'll be responding to seems like, and that's kind of why I chose them. You know, I was interviewing with a lot of different teams and stuff, um, but the sons really had great management. I, you know, I loved that organization and that family values that they had there. And so that's the main reason I chose them. But I wanted to ask you, I think for me, it's weird because I think rarely, and I don't know, maybe I haven't lived a lot of life as I'm realizing, but, I feel like it's rare to be in the moment and realize that this is something that's going to change your life forever, right? Um, I think that's what I feel right now is like this, you know, this job is obviously just an entry level job. But if I go in and do what I need to do and, you know, work hard and do and this could change my life and this could set up my, you know, the next 20, 30 years of my life and send me on a totally different path as, as opposed to if I went, you know, say I was interviewing with the Atlanta Hawks. If I had went with Atlanta, would that sent me down a different path? And so I look at it as kind of like a fork in the road moment. And I, I know, I mean, I believe I made the right choice, but it's just knowing you're in that moment can be kind of daunting. Have you ever had an experience where you're like, this decision right here is going to be, you know, I, it's going, it's going, <laughs> it's going to end up one way or the other, not necessarily bad or good, but I know it's just in a very big decision. Yeah. I've had a few of those. I mean, particularly when I went back to school uh, to get my master's in urban planning, that was a big, life changing moment going from teaching now i'm into school and know i'm gonna be doing something totally different and when i finished school to go and make another decision to move from la back into indio because there was a lot of development and opportunities for me to uh really get into this career and so yeah it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're like man if i you know is this the right decision and you always second guess but i typically go with that instinct and when something kind of continues to come up and I can't get it off my mind and it just it just stays with me I know that that I believe that's the right decision it doesn't always it's not always easy 
but I know, okay, if this is keep coming up and I keep having this on my mind, not in a way that I'm second guessing, but it's like, this is what you need to do. And it's like, I'm thinking about it and I want to do it. Then I say, you know, that's when you pull the trigger and you make it happen. And you'll go many different directions because as you know, with professional sports, it's unlikely for players on one hand, but coaches, and there's probably people throughout those organizations to stay within one organization. So this might be the launching pad to, you know, something else, whether it be with this organization or another organization, it will allow you the opportunity to kind of fill it out and see what opportunity come up, you know, in the future. Yeah. Another, I guess, component to all of this and, and just in my life right now is with the trials, right? Mm -hmm. I'm done with collegiate athletics. I have no more eligibility, unfortunately. I see some 22-year-old freshmen out there. I'm a 22-year-old who's done with eligibility, but we ain't gonna get into that. I'm done with my eligibility going into the trials. I have been a very good collegiate athlete. I've, I've accomplished some things, but not to the level of where I could make money doing this right out of, out of college. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt that that's what I wanted to do. I always, I think when I came in, it was like, I either wanted it to be cut and dry. I either wanted to just be whatever. And so when I was done with it, you know, hey, I used my scholarship and, I can go on about my business. I wanted to feel like, okay, I was done with the sport. You know, right. I accomplished all, I, I've tapped out my potential. Or I wanted to be so good that, hey, you know what? You're gonna make a lot of money doing this and live happily ever after. <laughs> right now, I'm right in between right there. It's like, I'm not garbage to where I can, you know, you saying, hey, bro, you need to give it up. <laughs> but I'm also not one of the best in the world to where hey, they throwing money at me to keep doing this. I'm in this weird middle part where I'm like, I know I have more potential. I know I have more I can offer the sport and that the sport can offer me, but it's gonna be a challenge to see that. With me starting a new job, I mean, to train on outside of those jobs hours. I mean, this is a professional sports team, so they have games at night. You know, they need you to come in early for meetings or whatever, the schedule can be a bit hectic. Trying to train, trying to compete, you know, on weekends when they once again have games and other things going on. And so I'm, I'm just, I feel like, not that I necessarily need to choose one or the other. It's just very annoying to not be able to, you know what I mean? Make one or the other that priority. It feels like I'm gonna be kind of trying to do both at a high level and that's gonna be difficult. Not that I'm not ready for that challenge, I guess. I just. Yeah, that's life. Life, <laughs> life is so cut and dry. We'd all have it easy. We will know what decision to make, when to make it and how to make it. So that's just part of life. The good thing is, you have those decisions to make that are good decisions, not yeah. like whether they're life and death or I'm gonna eat or not eat. It's <laughs> like, you know, which one of these are going to, you could do, I think, because of track and field is the way that it is, whereas individually, you don't have to be with a team. Yeah. You don't have to have certain practice hours. You can go either before work, after work, or whatever the case may be, where you can train on your own, you have a good coach or what have you. So that allows you that flexibility to pursue that right now you have no other responsibilities outside of yourself so why not go for it see see how far it takes you you a year or two or whatever you look up and say eh, this may not be what i want to do you can at least say i pushed it i gave it a shot yeah. and it's time to move on you don't want to look back when you're 30 40 50 years old and be like man i wonder what would happen if i'd have continued on if mm -hmm. i'd have tried it and gave it a shot so like I said, you're you're competing against guys who are 22, 23 in the collegiate level who are performing at a high level. They're they got their man bodies there. You're just kind of forming and developing yeah. into that. You've always been a late bloomer. So, you know, like I said, a year or two, 
getting stronger, getting faster, just improving your mechanics and your technique, who knows what, you know, who knows what happened in the next week. Yeah. I think you improved a lot physically, got a lot faster, stronger. I think your mechanics are better. You just do timing in the right day, yeah. go in there, pop the right one. All you need is one. <laughs> That's the good and bad about this. It's like you go in there and you could be the best and walk out of there with zero. You can go in there and be in the middle of the packing because everybody else didn't do what they were supposed to do. And you formed at your peak level, you can be moving on. So, but I think you had the potential to be really good, really good. Um, and as an elite athlete, an elite triple jumper, it's just a matter of how much you want to commit to it, how much time and energy you want to put into it. So, yeah. And that's, that's kind of been the overarching thing for me throughout this is like, I owe it to myself. That's kind of the thing. I owe it to myself. Like you said, I don't want to be 50 talking about, Hey man, if back in my day, if I'd have stuck with it, I could have been, and I don't want to look back and have any regret regrets. Um, I guess I'm just kind of wondering, am I cheating myself by not fully committing to one or the other? And so I, I think, like you said, there's this period of time where it's like, I, I just have to assess. And I think that's going to be fine. I mean, I can, you know, do a year of training on the side, doing a couple meets and still maintaining my job. And uh, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll all work out, but hey. It's not any different than what you've been doing since you started. Yeah. You, you had school. So now you don't have to go to school. You still have to learn. And once you master what you're doing, it's like, okay, it's clockwork. Mm. I, you know, every semester you got a new class and you got tests and you got, you know, papers to write, all those different things. And obviously you'll still be a student of what you do, but I don't think the pressure of having to, I wouldn't say meet deadline, but turn in papers and stuff, you would obviously be working on what you're doing on a daily basis. So I don't see it much different than what you've been doing since you started running. Yeah. yeah. So, well, either way, you know, I'm pursuing a dream and that's kind of like, I think that's important. You know what I mean? People a lot of times get caught up in the day to day. I got to feed my family and not that that's not important. You absolutely do. But, you know, there's that kind of self-actualization part of the hierarchy of needs. And that's still very important that you, you have to you have to pursue it. It's going to make you happy. What's going to be, you know, a passion of yours. Otherwise, life really ain't worth living. <laughs> no, you don't want to get up those days. I've had some of the days you just get up and you kind of like, here we go again. Yeah. And you always want to have something that you're striving for. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing something that you enjoy doing, that you're good at and you're passionate about, it, you can't wait to get up and do it. Yeah. I've had those moments when I'm like, man, I, I can't sleep. I'm excited about getting up and doing whatever that is. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And to be able to have that as your everyday, most people don't get that opportunity because in our society, we've been told, go out, get a job and take care of yourself, your family, which makes sense. But they leave out the part about happiness and joy and finding that. Right. And so I've always pushed you guys to find what you that you love doing, yeah. that you would do even if you didn't get paid. Two of these things, I mean, obviously you jumped and ran and didn't get paid. You were in the sports, you watch it, and you're always involved and in consumed with it. So, and you haven't gotten paid to be able to have an opportunity to do two things that you would do for free. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it get any better than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, in the moment you can get caught up with everything and all of the, the hectic craziness and some of the details that aren't as glamorous. But I think when you step back and take a look, it's like, I'm, I'm very blessed to be in the position I'm in. And so that's something that's I'm very happy about. Now with you guys moving, I mean, first of all, just moving obviously i think the house is really nice and and it's, it's good to be able to move into a house 
I want to ask you, when you were growing up, you know, where you grew up, did you ever, I know you probably dreamt of it, but did you ever expect to be moving into some of these places that you're moving into these houses that you're buying and selling and all this stuff? I mean, I always, as I guess you always dream about it. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it until I bought my first home. And it was just, I was doing something and one of my buddies, he said, man, they got some properties out here. And so we went in together and we bought a property, not really doing what we was doing. But it worked out. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought you needed all kind of this and that. I didn't have no money. <laughs> but the property was cheap. Yeah. We were able to get a good loan. And it worked out. We didn't make a lot of money, but we didn't lose. Yeah. Had I really understood at that time, my life probably would be a lot different <laughs> than it is now. Yeah. But it was always something. And I'm the type of person that I'm going to take a shot at it. I like it. I want to see it. I want to do it. Well, let's see. How do we get that done? How do we accomplish that? Let's give it a shot. Yeah. And so I can't say I've sit down and visualize myself being, at least in the past, in a mansion or what have you, but living in a place where I'm comfortable, I enjoy it, and it serves all my needs. Um, yeah, so I've thought about it. Yeah. And to see myself being able, uh, you know, within this housing market, you know, it's crazy, it's unlike I've ever seen to where you have people bidding on properties that asking more than what they valued at and people buying them. And so there's so many different dynamics that at first I was like, let's hold off because it's just a crazy market. Then I went and said, well, we can rent for a time. And I was like, I looked at what they're charging for rent. I'm like, well, we might as well buy it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how we ended up here to begin to look at purchasing a home. And that process was we saw quite a few homes and we finally got got a chance to see one that really fit our needs and once we looked at it and like okay this this is it and we actually put in an offer and it was accepted and was like okay now we're in escrow and hopefully be closing within the next few weeks and start that process of moving and you know life at its next stage in a yeah. new place so yeah i just i know for me i obviously saw the house you grew up in grew up in um, and you know, the surroundings of your, your time. And so I just, I don't know, maybe I've always grown up in, I guess, decent houses and everything like that, but it's just, I can imagine to go from that where you grew up, not that it was, you was dirt poor, but it definitely isn't where you're living now to now it's like, I'm, I'm owning the home that looks like this. You know what I mean? If I could take the homes that I recently lived in and the one was purchasing and put it in that environment of the community that I grew up in, yeah. it would be perfect yeah. because you had family you had you just had you didn't have a lot of money but you had love you had that companionship and you just had people that you know was going to support you and even though now we live in places where we have better have bigger homes nicer homes that's one of the things i always say we miss is that community yeah. of being able to go out and really talk to your neighbor and chit chat go over, hey, let me, you know, can I borrow a cup of sugar? You know, I'll get it back to you and vice versa. But having that relationship where it's like, you don't feel awkward or odd going to your neighbor asking for something or just having a conversation other than high and by and a two minute, you know, talk about your day and, and you move on, kind of, you know, being courteous. Mm -hmm. But to really be able to go out and look forward to seeing your neighbors and like, man, how was your day? What are you doing? maybe grab some dinner or something to where there's really a relationship within that community 
with the people that live in that community outside of I just live here, you live there, we're courteous to each other, we wave and we go about our business. And I think life has just changed in a way that many times we're more busy than we were 30, 40 years ago. And so it doesn't lend to the being able to interact with each other as much. And I think many people discovered that more so over COVID during the pandemic, pandemic on, wow, we really don't get together. We don't sit down and eat and talk. And now that we're here in the house together, we either say, okay, we get down and we talk and we enjoy those relationships and those interactions, or it's like, I don't like this. I don't know if I like you that much. <laughs> I got to see you every day, all day. So um, for me and for us, it was good because, you know, we have a good relationship as a family. We enjoy being around each other. And so being able to have that time together was, was, was great because we don't often get to do that, particularly since you went away and your sister, you guys went away to school and you're living outside of the house. It's very seldom that we're all together and get a chance to hang out and enjoy each other. So um, that's one of the things, if I could change about all of this is that community and having that environment where it was just nurturing and supportive. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I guess that's our life update, you know, a little shorter episode, but just with everything going on, man, we thought it was important to just sit down and debrief. You know what I mean? We've got a lot of things transitioning, uh, but the good thing we talked about is it's all positive. You know what I mean? And I know we've gone, it's been ups and downs over the past year and a half. Pandemic had some ups and downs. Starting a new school had some ups and downs. You know, finding a house had its ups and downs. Yeah, um, losing some loved ones and loved family ones. and just trying to adjust to the new normal, if you was, if you was, I guess I would say the new normal. Yeah. But um, I think the outlook right now is extremely positive. Everybody's moving upwards. We're, we're chasing something. We're striving for something good, and I think we're all going to achieve it. And so, uh, man, y'all have been arrived uh, along for the ride with us here for the past, you know, what, however long year we've been Almost doing this. Coming up on a year, but in July, August. Yeah. So we're so, still yeah. riding it out. And those who are still listening and following, we appreciate you. So we appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. And make sure you tune in for next week's episode as well. Peace. All right. That'll wrap up today's episode. Glad we could take a moment to put you up on game. We post a new podcast every Sunday morning. Now you know. Peace.